This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook. And I'm reading the declaration for today, November the 2nd, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Kof, Beit, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the Lord, and the spirit of counsel. We also want to honor Pastor Robbie Smith, Apostle Aaron Smith's wife, and a wonderful woman of Yahweh. The declaration today reads this, The response of heaven through us, unity and action with my intention and willpower, married to Yahweh's purpose. Yahweh in me and me in him in the ascended dwelling place. The beginning of fulfillment in the action of authority. Now, I love the way that today's declaration begins because it talks about the response of heaven through us. You guys have heard me talk a lot here lately about the place of of really returning Yahweh's word back to him. And Habakkuk 2 that talks about the fact that I will set myself upon the rampart and I will look to see what he will say and how I will respond when I am reproved. And or the in a, in English that would be when I am corrected. But there's also another perspective of that because that t- kind of looks at it from the place of seeing something. But this declaration today looks at it from a slightly different perspective of that because there are two things that are necessary. What do you see and how do you see it? And you guys have, have heard me talk about that before. And Habakkuk 2 is the what do you see part of that. The how do you see it really begins this place of the response of heaven through us. Because as we begin to see the fullness of Yahweh's word, we begin to speak. Our words have the ability to create here in the earth. Yahweh has set us up from that from the very beginning. Through Adam, he established this place where Adam could speak and he named the animals. He named the things that were in the earth. And in that place, that naming identified those those creations and, and identified creation itself gave it not only its identity, but it also gave it its purpose. Let it be anything that, that, that he, Adam spoke into existence and that Yahweh spoke through to Adam to declare and, 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 and name each one of those and identify. You see, I like this because, especially when it talks about the fact that it's unity and action, along with my intention and willpower, married to Yahweh's purpose. You see how the two of those now start to come together in the place where Yahweh is responding to us by giving, Yahweh's giving us his word. We respond back to him. That's the unity in action. But then there's another part there that that is added to us that Yahweh gave us the ability to, to have, and that is our intention. You know, I had a really good conversation yesterday uh, on my way back from South Carolina with a good friend of mine. And part of the things that we were talking about was the place of intention. And you see, I know that one thing that, that, that Yahweh does not do, he doesn't look at necessarily what we do. What he's looking at is the intent of our heart and the intention that we have in this process. You know, and in, in this place of, of the intention being only him, you see, there's been this beautiful place that Yahweh has been taking me to here recently. And I thought I understood some of the perspective of this, but I, he's beginning to open up even more perspectives in the place of the 
the absolute freedom in him. And not only that, but just this place of the absolute freedom in intention as it is in him. I hope that makes sense. Because, you know, when Yahweh t- took me one day and he he asked me to look through his eyes, that's the way it began. And he, he allowed me to ascend to the place of his heart, if you will, the ascended dwelling place that Michelle was talking about. And some of you have heard me tell this story before because I've told this story before here in the podcast. But as Yahweh placed me there into, into his heart, or as I walked into his heart, actually in this case, because he invited me to step inside of him. And when I stepped inside of him, the, the place where I stood was right at the very center of his heart, right on the right on the wall or the dividing line between the lower waters or the lower part of his heart and the upper water, the upper part of his heart. Standing there in the direct center that my feet were not just standing on the top of his of this this septum of this wall that separated the two, but it was actually implanted into that layer of that of his heart. So when I looked down, I couldn't even see my feet. My feet were established in his heart. But then as I was as as the rest of my body went upwards, my eyes were directly behind his eyes. So if you can imagine you know, my feet at the heart and then my eyes directly. So, of course, I wasn't looking at myself from a much smaller version because as I was looking out of his eyes, I was looking straight out of his eyes. And the one thing that overwhelmed me first was the love that he had for everyone. Absolutely everyone, even those who don't love him or don't don't want anything to do with him. His absolute love for all of them. Then what began to to really just overcome me was this this understanding of of really where I was at. Because when Yahweh asked me to do this, it was inside of the secret place. Now, when Yahweh first took me into the secret place, he told me one thing. Because I asked him a question right at the very I was I was looking at my watch and thinking, oh man, I gotta get to work. But I just had this beautiful time. This was the first time I'd had ever had an encounter like this with Yahweh. And it was just, I didn't want to leave this encounter at all. And as I, as I was walking in, into, into this, and I was looking at Yahweh and saying, oh man, I got to get to work. What came out of my mouth was this, when I asked him the question, Yahweh, I never, ever want to leave here. He looked back at me and he said, well, you don't have to, because this place is inside of you. And so the moment that he said that, I realized that I could remain in that secret place all the time. I never, ever had to leave. He who dwells, he who sits in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, that, that scripture began to take on a whole new perspective to me when I began to see that place of, of, of living in the, in the secret place all the time. But not only that, uh, when I, as I began to meditate on this this encounter that I'd had, or this this time that I was having with Yahweh, when He invited me to step inside of Him and look through His eyes, one of the things that that began to just grab a hold of me was the fact of, wait a minute, where am I at when all of this is taking place? And it began to hit me that that we were in the secret place, this place inside of me that Yahweh had cre- that Yahweh had created and shown me was inside of me, and so. I started to ask another really weird question. 
Well, if I'm looking through Yahweh's eyes, but I'm looking at through his eyes from the place of the secret place, which is inside of me, are there yet another set of eyes that, that the two of us are looking through? And it, and it began to hit me because I think, well, no, wait a minute. Okay. If the secret place is inside of me, then my physical eyes are another set of eyes that I'm also looking through, or both of us are looking through from that secret place. I know you may be like, no, okay, wait a minute. That just doesn't sound right. But hold on, hold on. I think it'll, it'll, it'll make more sense here in just a moment. Because as I was, as I was beginning to, to actually search for something completely different, Yahweh took me to a place in the Talmud where he was speaking with the Israelite people. And as he did, he was telling them, and he was talking to the ones who were going to be there during the time of Messiah. Well, we know that time is now. And what he said at the very end of that uh, in Talmud in the in uh, Sukkah 52 was this. He said, if it is wonderful in the eyes of the remnant of those people, the remnant of those people that he was talking about were the ones that were there in the time of Messiah. That's all of us. If it is wonderful in the eyes of the remnant of those people, it is also wonderful in my eyes. And I was like, oh, wow. Because it, it, it hit me because the question that I was asking was answered. He was basically saying, yes, what do you see and how do you see it? You guys have heard me say that over and over and over again. It's a little bit of the background story of where that came from. And I began to realize that there was a, 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 a responsibility in how I saw something. So now do you see when it, when we talk when we start talking about the response of heaven through us, the unity in action and my intention? Well, how I see something is really the place of where my intention begins to form. Because how I see it will, will really identify how I will respond to it. If that makes sense. You know, if I see situation as a bad situation, then my response and my intention is going to be to, to get away. Or if I see a, a particular situation or place as being holy and pure, my heart is going to respond in that place of holy and purity. And that place that, that, that we, you know, the question is then, well, then how do we know which one's which? Holy Ghost is always there to lead us and to guide us into all truth. He's the one that establishes the, the fact that this is there and it's true. Because see, this is our ascended dwelling place.